0: hello there friends
1: and welcome back to another episode of football manager therapy i'm your host rich owens and this week it's just us three Uh, We had the wonderful FM Llama on last week, but we just wanted a bit of time with the boys. It's what I wanted. Just a bit of time with the lads. The FM team, they are here today. Look at them in all of their glory. The United City FM and Jebaru. Kev, we'll start with you. How are
2: we today? I'm doing good, thank you. It's a a relatively grey old day outside, my back door anyway. But bright and cheerful in here. Get to spend some time with you lovely lads. Talking everything FM. What more can a guy want on a Saturday morning?
1: Very little, very very little. Maybe, maybe a bacon sandwich. But even then, that's a stretch. <laughs> that is absolutely a stretch. Kev, lovely to have you back with us again. um Looking forward to spending some time in your company this morning. um jebaru how are we today, friend?
0: I'm good. I'm, I'm a bit annoyed at your introduction there, to Kev. It should have been, ladies and gentlemen. My name is jebaru <laughs> and I represent. <laughs> The reigning defending number one contender for the Football Merger World Heavyweight Championship, the United City FM. I mean that's how it should have been, but there we
2: go. It should have we'll, been. We'll but you know, you've taken did. it to be honest. Don't yeah. you, know, um, you know. Can you just follow me everywhere I go for the next few weeks?
0: Yeah, yeah, cool. we'll, we'll do that. Yeah, I've got, got no issue. I'll record a soundbite for you. I'll do Thanks. a bit more. More practice on someone <laughs> once rather than just throwing it out there randomly at the start of the podcast. I'm good. Long week. Uh Interesting FM stuff happening with 9899 database. Everyone seems to be going crazy on that. Uh and the Lama episode, I enjoyed a hell of a lot. And the feedback mm. we had on it. it was great. Uh Lama is a very, very special uh member of the community. Superstar. Isn't he
1: though? Isn't he though? Yeah, it's the, the the feedback from the Lama episode. Thank you, everybody. It's been really, really, really nice. We had a great time chatting to him. Um Lama is people like lama are such valuable commodities uh, in online communities he's incredibly unique and he's an incredibly wonderful person so we we value his time thank you again lama for taking the time to spend the afternoon with us uh, with myself kev and uh, jeb hayman so it's been uh, it was massively appreciated <laughs> massively appreciated. Um, before we start recording the episode proper, before we get into the proper FM bits and pieces, uh, I think it's only right that we just take a second uh, to acknowledge and pay tribute to uh, former Ghanaian footballer Christian Atsu. Um, of course, you may have been following along with the stories uh, in the press over the last couple of weeks after earthquakes in Turkey. Uh, he's been missing. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the morning we recording this podcast, it's been confirmed uh, that he, he didn't survive um, so we just wanted to take a second to acknowledge and pay tribute to Christian Atsu, um, an excellent professional footballer, um, well-respected, well-loved everywhere he played, um, especially seen to be adored uh, out in Turkey, uh, where he was playing most recently. Um, a very, very charitable man. Uh, I've been looking into the, a lot of reports, a lot of the tributes that have been coming in. Um, did a lot of excellent charity work uh, back home in Ghana. Um, supporting a lot of um, lot of families, uh, supporting a lot of people. Uh, I think you'll be greatly missed. It's a massive tragedy, uh, a huge loss to the footballing world and the world in general, because these things, are, there's never a positive spin on them. Um, so we just wanted to take a second from all of us here at FMT uh, to acknowledge uh, and pay respects to the life of Christian Atsu. Rest in peace, big man. Um, I'm sure you'll be missed by a lot of people. There we go. Um, Not the nicest way to start a podcast, but, you know, it's one of those things we we, it it would be remiss of us not to mention, not to mention him. What a guy. What a player. Um, However, however, we're here to talk about spreadsheets. We're here to talk about virtual numbers because that is what we do here. We talk about virtual football as well as real football. Um, We like to kick off our podcasts. uh, You know, we we go around each of us every week, the FM team. We take it in turns to talk about what we've been up to. In, in, in our virtual saves uh, and our saves on stream, in our offline saves, whatever we've been up to uh, over the last few weeks. And today, it's my turn.
2: It's, it's Richie's in the hot seat. Um, Rich, Rich can I jump in for a second and give oh, you Oh, please, a, yeah, by all means, Rich. I want to know. So, uh, it's, it, oh, I please. Think this is the way we do this. So, you're going to give us an update on your save, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, how is your time in Mexico? I mean, Germany. <laughs> I mean, where are you? What are you? Do- where- I've completely lost the plot, Rich. What are you doing? Are you becoming RDF? For goodness' sake! Uh,
1: yeah, RichDF Tactics. That's me. Um, they 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 call me RichDF Tactics. Uh, they don't. They've never called me that, and they never will. Um, yeah, my streams have been varied over the last kind of you know six weeks or so, shall we say, after spectacularly um, skill quitting Mexico because I don't think rage quit is is the correct term. I think skill quitting Mexico. It just seemed like the right thing to do. Uh, Mexico made me sad. I then went to Germany with Stuttgart and spent a season there and just had a really nice time. As it turns out, I had a really, really nice time in Germany. Um, I cracked a formation that seems to work really, really well in the game. Uh, Spent a season in Germany with Stuttgart, finished seventh in the Bundesliga um, after hitting... Pretty incredible form in the second half of the season. Had a lovely old time. Made a few sales. Said goodbye to players like Silas and, and, and to, uh, to Endo, who both wanted out. So I said, ta see you in a bit. Um, it was weird for a save that I wasn't planning on spending a huge amount of time on. It was kind of a stopgap um, for what I'm up to now. I feel a little bit, I've got a little bit too emotionally invested, if I'm honest with you fellas. Um, I've got a little bit too involved. So Stuttgart is definitely on the back burner um, in the immediate short term. But I think it'll make a reappearance on stream at some point. I think it'd be remiss of me not to, because it was just lots of fun. We were having a really, really nice time out there. But it's been parked. It has been parked because, as you say, where am I now? Uh, I'm in Italy. I'm in Italy, but I'm not in Italy here in the now, in the present. I'm in Italy in the past. Oh, how's he managed that? Uh, time machines, uh, manipulation of the space-time continuum. No, it's Mad Scientist new database, because uh, as Jeb mentioned earlier in the stream, Mad Scientist's new database is out, the 9899 database. God, I love a retro database. They're my absolute favorite things in the entire world. They've been, for me, arguably some of the highlights um, of my enjoyment of FM over the last two to three years, especially. Uh, Mad does incredible work, and he released his database a couple of weeks ago. I'm always drawn to Sheffield Wednesday in these databases, being a Sheffield Wednesday fan. Um, I'm always drawn to doing a Wednesday save. In the past, I did one last year, had a wonderful time. This year, I thought I'd take a break. I thought I'd take a little break from, uh, from Sheffield, from Yorkshire. Uh, and I've, I've popped over to Italy because it's italy in the 90s there's so so much to enjoy there uh, and i've taken control of inter milan and for one very real obvious reason um <laughs> one very very obvious reason Taribo west clearly clearly Taribo west was the it was the main draw for for italy uh, and you know in 98 99 inter milan uh, Taribo west is there uh, and there's also some young brazilian lad called ronaldo leading the front line
2: and never I- heard of him
1: no, I think he's, I think, based on what I've seen in game, I think he's got potential. I think he could do, I think he's got potential to be a bit good. Just needs to get his head down and work a bit harder, you know. Um, but yeah, he's, Ronaldo. I, th-
0: I think I'd, I'd look at him, He's he's, he's like a 55-year-old, Rather heavy set guy, isn't he? I think from the pitch side on my save.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. A larger gentleman. A larger gentleman <laughs> is mid-50s. Um, you know, 30-odd years ago, he was a smaller gentleman. Not massively smaller, but a smaller gentleman. Stocky, I think some may say in uh, parts of his career. Uh, but he's, he's just the most fun you can have with a striker on Football Manager. It's Brazilian Ronaldo in his prime the year before his knee exploded what's not to like? What's not to like about that? It's such a fun team. It's such a fun save. Uh, I've been having a wonderful, wonderful time there. Um, The start of the stream, stream, it's one of those things, you know, Jeb and I have mentioned this on stream before, when we've done uh, comms for playoff databases, you just start a save and spend five hours just looking at players. And that's pretty much exactly what I did. Loaded the save up, spent five hours going, oh, I wonder what he looks like. I wonder what he looks like. And just going through and just having these beautiful for nostalgic moments. Then I thought it's probably best time to start a save, uh, start a stream, and sign some players. So we made a couple of early purchases uh, in the save. Um, shout out to podcast creator, former host uh, Matt FMT. Matt, he popped into my stream. Matt's remit was don't sign any rubbish Welsh players because there is a club with some that I have a feeling we're probably going to be talking about later on in today's episode. But The remit was don't sign any rubbish Welsh players. So I said, okay, I think I understand the assignment. I'll just sign Gary Speed, uh, who is the best Welsh player. Uh, So I've got, it's now Gary Speeds into Milan. Regardless of anybody else who pops up in the save, it's Gary Speeds into Milan. He's wonderful. He's just the perfect central midfielder in that database. I love and respect Gary Speed. Uh, he's there pulling the strings in the midfield. Obviously, up top we've got Ronaldo out on the left hand side. It start we started out with uh, Yuri Dukaev, uh, who is who was there in real life in that date in the database at the start of that season. Uh, he's now been replaced by another up and coming young Brazilian, some lad called Ronaldinho. Uh, He's just turned up at Inter Milan, and he's great fun to play with. Uh, We had a massive injection of cash from the board midway through the season. So I've upset a lot of people uh, who are also uh, making retro content based around Italy. I've upset a lot of people by signing Francesco Totti, because why not? Why not sign arguably one of the greatest Italian midfielders from the late 90s, early 2000s? I've got Totti in. I've signed Lucio, the, uh, the young Brazilian defender who goes on mm-hmm. to be one of the best in the world. I'm just yep. having this incredible time. People are like, oh, look at this player. And I go, oh, OK, I think I will. Oh, they're really good. Maybe I should try and sign them. And that's all these saves are. It's wonderful, beautiful nostalgia. Um, the football we're playing is is wonderful. I've got Ronaldo up top. Just behind him, uh, I've, got Roberto ba- I've got Roberto Baggio. He's there for whatever reason, having the best time. Um, A lot of people have been coming in and saying, oh, why are you playing an off-centre shadow striker? Because it's Roberto Baggio. And he's really, really good at it. The man's an assist machine. He assists, he scores. He has missed a lot of penalties as well. So, you know, it's very, very true to form. Uh, He's an absolute joy to have in the squad. Uh, Everybody's great. Everybody in that team is, is so much fun. The, the form has been fantastic. The football they're playing is fantastic. Um, there's no easy games in Serie A, as it turns out, in the late 90s, because every single team in the database have wonder kits. They have either Italian footballing legends. They have players that went on to become legends. You're just lining up against a team. And you're like, oh, they look terrible. I, I can't think of a single good player they had at this point. And then, oh, no, wait, they've got Gattuso in their team. Or you know they'll bring on like a sixteen-year-old Antonio Cassano. You're like, oh, this is deeply unfair. I was hoping to to walk these games, but no, it's wonderful fun. Form in the league has been great. Um, I uh, they're, they're in the Champions League uh, in in this season, so have I've, I've uh, got some Champions League football to play. The league form was going really, really well. I think I was undefeated going into the first Champions League group stage game that uh, was some team. Um, I think there's rumour they have a bit of European pedigree, uh, especially in the late 90s. Uh, Manchester United, or Man UFC, as they're known. Um, <laughs> I got torn apart by Andy Cole, didn't I? Dwight York and Andy Cole had their way with me for 90 minutes, and it was a bit of a rude awakening.
2: That happened. I was like, actually
1: yeah it happens they 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 were quite good in europe that season if i remember um i think they had a decent european run that year um united are a menace an absolute menace just every single position in their club is they've got so much depth they've got so much talent in there very rude awakening against manchester united struggled against leverkusen uh, I think I had FC Cannes as well, who, for whatever reason, I don't remember them being involved in European football that season, but they got a battering. They got Ronaldo'd. Um, and then I, I scraped through the group. In the end, it went down to the very, very last day. I needed to win against an undefeated Manchester United at that stage uh, at home. So I'm thinking maybe coming off the back of what ended up being a 6-2 battering at Old Trafford. And I was like, maybe we can scrape a draw. And maybe other result, you know, the Leverkusen result will go our way. and We might scrape through beat them for so now that's just who i am it's just what i do i'm just ronaldo just decided to take it really personally uh, and scored a hat trick which was an absolute joy um the other highlight of that was i got a raid from zealand so it made me look like i was really competent and good at the game because suddenly loads of people were watching me on stream play the game i was like look i'm beating the best team or one of the best teams in the database aren't i competent um and if they never come back again their only memories of that are going to be hey that guy was okay at football manager joke's on you I'm not great at football manager. It just happened to be perfectly timed. Uh, We're sat third in the league, I think. Last one I left the save last time, I think we're into kind of March. Sat third in Serie A, um, feeling fairly comfortable. Um, Juventus in that database, by the way, are a little bit special. There's just, again, just depth everywhere. They've got Zidane, the best midfielder in the database. You know, they've got so many great attacking options. Defensively, they're solid. I can't see myself catching them, personally. But we're having a nice time trying. Palmer are in there. Again, there's probably eight teams in that league who could challenge for Serie A season one. So, to Palmer be saying third... are ridiculous, third,
0: aren't they, as well? Palmer are... Palmer's defence kept... at that stage. Was that, was that mm-hmm. Cannavaro and Turam at the same time? That is exactly,
1: yep mm. Cannavaro and Turam yep. as their starting centre-backs. They've got, you know, um, Fastino Sprayer. They've got Hernan Crespo. Um, they've got Veron. They've just got this incredible depth... All over the pitch, all over the pitch, and I oh, know and that, they are that
0: goalkeeper as well. That, 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 that minor goalkeeper, what's it, Buffon? Yeah, I don't know if yeah, can oh, yeah. Him, yeah, it?
1: yeah, yeah, Gianluigi Buffon went he on to was, have a okay career. Still in
2: his 30s at that point, I think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> a child, a child by Serie A standards. Um, yeah, they've got, got Luigi Buffon. I know in his stream, save by the way, shout out Mad Scientist, he's also signed Rene, Ge- Rene Higita as backup, which is just perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Switches his tactic just to have a sweeper keeper on attack whenever he is playing. Um, Palmer are brilliant. I, I don't know if it's is it just a little bit of you know database creator bias, maybe just up a couple of the attributes here and there. If it is, who cares? They're, they're still wonderful. Palmer are sat in second as well in, in the uh, in the league at this point. So you've got you've got Juve, you've got Palmer Inter Milan, AC Milan, um, Fiorentina. Obviously have goal up front for them at that point in their. Uh, in history, who is phenomenally good. Um Roma, um, formerly owners of Francesco Totti, not anymore in Rich's <laughs> Universe. Um, there's just all these clubs who are phenomenally good, who can all challenge for that title. So it's so much fun. And I can't thank... It. Honestly, when these databases come out, it does feel a little bit like Mad is creating content just for me, and I can't thank him enough for it. Other people are free to enjoy it, but I feel like it's 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 just it's just for rich Owens. So thank you for that, Mad. I'm having a great time. Um, I, I want to win everything. I want to win everything with this Inter Milan team because they're just so much fun. Uh, Ronaldo, generally speaking, stays healthy. Um, I mean, at the time of recording this podcast, uh, he picked up a, a little knock to his shin, so he's out for I think four weeks which I think was the game actually trying to give other clubs a bit of an advantage because I think he's played, I think it's 21, maybe 22 games. And he scored 45 goals in competitive (laughs) matches across those 22. It's frightening. It's like when you see people like, hey, I put Haaland in the championship and let's see what happened. Oh, he scored 100 goals. I'm like, oh, that's ridiculous. That never happened to me. It's happening to me and I'm scared. I'm excited, but I'm scared. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't praise it enough. It's brilliant fun and I'm having brilliant fun streaming it. I'm having brilliant fun playing it, and I cannot wait to eventually lift that Champions League because it's happening. It's happening now. I can I can tell you now. Maybe not this season, but it's going to happen. I'm feeling positive.
0: It's do you great. do you have a plan to uh, stop Michael Owen? I mean, I was watching Hood's Liverpool rebuild the other day, and he got 102 goals in his first season. I'm <laughs> just like, <laughs> he's um, gonna, yeah, he's so that buying him, yeah. I reckon. He's just yeah, I
2: mean,
1: <laughs> I, yeah, buying him is it is an option. Or my plan to stop him is to just cross my fingers and hope I don't ever have to play Liverpool. I think that's because uh, if if he comes up, if, yeah, go go check. Steve hood's made videos on him. Um, he's got content out there and go check out some Steve hood's content on Michael Owen in that database because he's attribute wise. He's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. The beauty of some of these, um, mad scientist databases is because they, it take, it takes the attributes from older games and it inputs them into the modern, um, match engine. Um, some of the anomalies that you'll find in player attributes are just an absolute joy because you either get players like Michael Owen who have got twenties or all over the place in all of the in all of the places you would want 20s in attributes for a player and then alternatively you've got players like Ian Wone for example who's got i think acceleration of 3 pace of 4 but stamina of like 18 or 19 so he can you know he can walk for ages he can that's 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 all you, you know he can't run but he can walk and he can walk for a really, really long time. It's these, the attribute anomalies or the ones that you don't normally see in modern debate databases that just for me make it a little bit more special as well. So I'm having a great time. Um, look at me go, look at me sore, thriving, not surviving in Italy in the late 1990s. Couldn't be any happier. So uh, I say check back in with me in two or three weeks when it's all gone horribly wrong. I've had to sell all my players and I'm really, really miserable. I'm back in Mexico or something. Who knows? We'll toss a coin. We'll see where I am in a few weeks time. Um, But enough, enough from me because we can all do well off on, you know, we can all do well playing against the computer, but it takes real grit. It takes real talent to not only play against real people from the community in PvP, but to also do quite well in those PvP competitions. Oh, uh, thanks, Rich. Yeah, uh, absolute pleasure. Just... Jeff, um, tell us about all the competitions you've won recently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Hang on, no, it's not you, is it? Wait, it's not uh, you.
0: No, it's not. Is it?
1: It's your. It's your. Uh, it's it's your client, the United City FM. Um, Jeb Heyman's client uh United City FM you know you are you are you are Paul Heyman i am at best maybe Harvey Whippleman um that's <laughs> i know my role i i i know where i fit i i know where i fit i'm never um,
2: just, not going to see that now <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know jeb can jeb can do it but you know could do, do we think that Jeb would make a really, really, really good, you know, um, you know, Memphis style promote, you know, manager? No. And in hindsight, neither would I. But here we are. Uh, Kev, you yes. are now the number one contender for the FM World Heavyweight Championship. Tell us about that experience. Tell us how it came to be.
2: That is the rumor going around. Uh, well, so the, the, the thought I had was, uh, and kind of seriously, My FM 23 has been really bad. (laughs) I've really struggled with getting (laughs) to grips with this game. And PVP was just that. And over the last couple of months, I've seen Jeb win tournaments. I've seen Rich win his own tournament that, you know, the FMT versus the community. Um, And I just felt left out, you know, Uh, so I've entered everything that I can possibly enter to try and figure out why my drafting was so bad. I've had some very, very good conversations with a couple of people just asking, you know, uh, opinions on uh, little tweaks that I needed to make, giving me a little bit of a focal point, that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, I entered the number one contenders matchup for the FM World Heavyweight title, currently held by the fantastic WICDIV. And uh, it was an interesting tournament. So basically, the draft itself was a staggered draft in the sense that it was in five round increments and every five rounds, another country was added into the player pool. It started with Australia and Scottish players. Then the next five rounds, it was Japanese players that came in, then after that, it was Swiss players. And then we got to the big boys. The next five rounds was Italy, uh, Italian players. And the last five rounds was English players. 25 picks in total you could make. You were not allowed to pass any of your picks. So if you wanted to be in the later rounds to get the better players, you had to do some pretty good wheeling and dealing to get there. And I think I did it. I picked up one or two players that I could put into my starting lineup. I put, uh, for example, um, uh, Ryan, the goalkeeper, I picked him up early. I picked up um, Ryan Fraser down the right-hand side quite early. Both of those played in my team. But other than that, I waited till the Italians and the English showed up to bring out the bulk of what I had in my starting lineup. Uh, I think I drafted. Well, here's the rub, Rich. I won. So I drafted pretty well, didn't I, really? Because that <laughs> kind of goes without saying. But I thought I'd had a good draft. Skamacca and Belotti were my strike force up top and they were brilliant together. Just the perfect duo, supported by Rashford on the left, Ryan Fraser on the right, and Harrison Reed. Are we aware of Harrison Reid? Youngster, um, young English player, playing central midfield. He was a, a box-to-box for me. Jeb? You know yeah, him, yeah, I had him.
0: I, I had him at uh, Elfsborg of all places last season. <laughs> uh, he came in later seasons. He's Brentford, isn't he? If I remember correctly. Mm, yeah,
2: yeah. And he's really good for a young player at that sort of stage. Uh, you know, he was really very good for me. He worked out very nicely, so I thought I drafted well. But um, this was all based around kind of uh, an elimination cage match because this is a wrestling fm organization type thing that michael at the um, world heavyweight championship stuff is doing uh, and so the way that you could win the draft it was a league format six of us in there was myself ajnrk uh we had four um, um malteser falcon was in straight edge was in Uh, Tim Lewis was in and Owen. How we roll Owen uh, was the other one. So those were the other guys in there with me. Uh, And the way you win it was either in the league, if you get six points clear, the the league finishes and whoever's top gets the title shot, or the first team past 16 points gets the title shot. Uh, And on the last game... I got to 18 and straight edge got to 17 on the same match day. So it was really close over the line, but I just about held on having had a bit of a mixed start in the first few matches, lost a couple of games quite heavily four-one-three-one, I think, but tweaked a couple of things, moved a, pl- a player, changed a, a player role and uh, and the and the also the mentality dropped it from positive to balanced a little bit at times and it worked really well won the last four games i think it was went on a tear Bellotti and Scamacca scoring bundles of goals had a great time chatting to all the guys uh, that we're in the call. But, yeah, now I have a, a World Heavyweight title shot against Wickdiv at some point. So I'm supposed to uh, drop some heelish promo on uh, Abby now or something, I don't know. But I'm just happy to be here. So whatever happens, I'll, I'll see you in the future, Abby, and we'll have a good time having a go at um, some FM and see what happens. Um, is that heelish That's- enough? That sounds quite heelish to me, but... <laughs>
0: I was going to say, as your advocate, I can do that for you, so it's
1: fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's,
2: yeah, that's was about cool. as evil as good. Kev's going to get, I think, yeah. So there was, there was one specific thing that I was trying to figure out in my FM uh, PvP stuff, and what I wanted to know was that the tactic that I had could roughly work by being competitive last night. That's all I was looking for, being competitive somehow. And so I knew that it wasn't the tactic. I then had to look at my drafting if I still wasn't being successful. And I think what it demonstrated to me last night is that I think it's very easy to get hung up on tactical stuff and formations within PvP and neglect the drafting side of it. There was a lot of the guys that came in that didn't have the opportunity to get into that uh, player pool as much as I did pre-draft. I spent a couple of hours in that afternoon just going through it and identifying people that I would be happy enough with and some that I really wanted. Uh, And when I uh, got number one in the draft order, which was a randomly selected draft order, I then very early on knew that I would be the first person picking an English player. So I built my draft around that and I picked up Rashford and to a point he did all right, half and half. He was uh, really impactful sometimes, really quiet other times, but he did all right. But yeah, It's really important for everybody out there, if you're going to do PvP stuff, you've got to get the right tactic that you understand and you know how it works so you can tweak it when you need to. But don't neglect the drafting part of it. It's really important to look at the player pool, figure out what type of players you want, where they're going to fit into your setup, and also balance your books as well. We had 200 million to spend. It wasn't a lot to get through 25 picks and wait for the big boys to come in at the end. Felt really weird as a draft draft, but I ended up with about 1.9 million left of my budget, I think at the end. And I was pretty happy with that. And so, yeah, it it got me where I wanted to be. I was as surprised as anybody else because I've had really bad drafts this uh, FM so far. And we're here. We know that it's the tactics that's fine. I've just got to consistently draft well. And there you go. Oh, wonderful!
1: Like I think we 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 were both delighted when we uh when we you know got news of the uh, the result that's come through. Um, very very happy for you, mate. Thank um, you. have you been given uh, just maybe an exciting look behind the curtain? Um, have you been given any kind of inclination as to what kind of batch you're going to be taking part in for your title shot? Oh, is that,
2: that, that is not the way that these things are run, Rich, by now. You should know this. <laughs> it, these days, it's all the rage in the FMPvp PVP scene. That about three minutes before you draft, they go, here's your stipulation, here's the player pool, here's the people you're playing against, go. And that's the way it works. So no, not in the slightest. Thing. I know that last time, when Wiktiv won the title, they did an Ironman match, I think, where mm. they consistently played for about an hour, or even more than that. Uh, um, I can't remember how me- how long it was in the end. Uh, and they continued to play game after game after game after game in the time that they had. And then whoever won uh, the most games, or whatever it was, won the title. I think it was something like that anyway. So there's some strange uh, ways that they decide their titles in this particular organization, but it will be a lot of fun finding out at a later date. Absolutely. We'll have to wait and see. Um, can I just very quickly say the other thing that I was hoping to achieve by being mm-hmm. competitive and nothing else was, it? it sounds dramatic, And I know that this is just dots on the screen and none of these things matter and all that kind of stuff. But I was beginning to feel like a little bit of a fraud sitting on um, playoff panels going, you're this, you're that, you're good, you're not, when actually my own drafts were really bad and i needed to find a way to be competitive and so i feel like i can do that now and even if i you know haven't find it don't find it again for the next few months for whatever reason cuz drafting is drafting i feel like i can step back on a panel and go you're this you're that again and have some weight behind it a little bit if that makes sense and i know that's silly and it doesn't really matter and it's all for fun and entertainment but you kind of do feel a bit like that if you're the, if you're not performing well yourself
1: I can I can appreciate where you're coming from there completely pal Um, I mean you know don't get me wrong my inability to to be good at PvP wouldn't ever stand in the way of me standing in judgment of others. Um but you know I uh, yeah, completely... but I've got a
2: fence to be uh, to bear in exactly mind, you know?
1: you've you've got a you've got it you've got a comfortable position on a fence to maintain pal. So uh no I, I can completely see where you're coming from. I can completely see where you're coming from. I've said it on panels myself, you know, I'm not good at PvP yet I'm sat here judging other people's performances. So I can completely understand where you're coming from. But hey you have got um you, you have backed yourself to the hilt now um i'm looking forward to seeing you with the belt over your shoulder um cannot wait for that and i'm also excited to see what kind of uh, what, what kind of match you uh, you win it in um you know texas death Match, which in terms of, <laughs> of fm may just be you i don't know you have to start an mls save and then whoever just quits the drafting process first is the loser <laughs> like depending on depending on how far you can get and how if you understand match, it you win basically yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, you but yeah, yeah, yeah well, we're all in trouble yeah, congratulations <laughs> you've, you've won a belt um you know um Punjabi prison match don't even understand the logistics but I just really want to see that in FM context more of that kind of I think an I quit match where it
0: just just goes on until somebody gives up (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're not allowed to leave
2: your seat and if you do you give up Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Kev's not later. made the podcast this week. He's still going in that World Heavyweight he Chester two he's still weeks going. ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. I, I'd have been divorced by about hour three as well, I think, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much potential.
1: So, so much potential. Um, but no, I'm looking forward to finding out how that goes for you. Uh, and yeah, and it's it's not the
2: end of my drafting away, in the near future either. I've got some others mm-hmm. booked in that aren't quite announced yet, but when they do, mm-hmm. I'll let you all know. But yeah, it's good. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Wonderful, wonderful stuff, this,
0: mate. Now, speaking of titles, this week I defend my Road to Legends title. I think it's tonight as the podcast comes out. Uh, hey. I'll be defending on that. No idea what the stipulation is going to be, but we'll see how we get on. I think we find out that at like a half five on the day day off. So I might, I might get some prep done, but I don't really expect to get any done. Uh, and I know there's some some interesting people going in there as well. So we'll see
1: my defender i'm i'm looking forward to being sat here next time uh with a new champion and a, a successfully defended champion um i can see it happening i've got nothing but faith in you both uh, to carry me uh, so i can live vicariously <laughs> through you both in in terms of ranked pvp because i am not very good at it um so it's it's just a pleasure it's a pleasure to enjoy your guys success uh whilst achieving none myself because that's who i am as a person um right so Lovely, 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 lovely. So um, in terms of, um, we, we you know, we, we have some, some catch-ups and then we, we get into kind of our, our little themed part of an episode, which is kind of where we've landed ourselves now. So I think almost in honour in honor of having spent a little bit of time with Lama last week, uh, and in terms of also some, some things we mentioned on previous uh, iterations of podcast, um, we recorded a few weeks ago at the end of the January transfer window. And we made a point of mentioning then, hey, there might be some clubs that might be fun to do some saves with in the near future. Because we're getting to the it's, FMs a very, very strange game in terms of game cycle, in terms of real life football compared to when game is released. Um, so we are getting towards kind of the business end of the season in terms of actual real life football. Um, we're getting towards kind of that that title run-in for some clubs. You know, they've got clubs who are going to be fighting against relegation. you are going to be clubs that are trying to qualify for Europe. You've got clubs that are trying to hold on to their position at the top of the table and finish as champions. This is where it starts to get serious for a lot of teams. So we're getting to that stage however in terms of the football manager game cycle we're only about three months in at this point so it's not been out for a huge amount of time but there just seems to be that weird kind of like because the season's been going on for longer it feels like the game's been out for longer i don't know if that's the same for you guys but for me it kind of does feel a little bit like that mm. so there are going to be people who you know there might be three four months into their new saves and they're thinking oh, maybe maybe i'm i'm, I'm Starting to get ready for something else. Maybe it's time for a new challenge. Maybe I'm looking for a new thing to do. Minecraft. But I don't know where to I'm, go. No, sorry.
2: Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I don't know where that came from.
1: It was just. You know. <laughs> yeah. Minecraft. Let's go, get, let's go build a house. I'll build a house yep. and I'll be happy. There we go. uh Minecraft. There's a new Sims good. update out soon. So yeah, I'm going to go play that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> new, new Sims. FMT
0: house from... in the Sims.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we could make all of these things happen if we have the time and inclination. Uh, but if 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 you want to stick with FM, um, you know, because that's what the podcast is about. Um, You know, there are options. There are options out there for you. There's loads of clubs, loads of leagues, loads of different challenges, loads of things you can set yourself to find the game interesting. Um, We thought we'd help you. We thought we'd give you a few ideas of, of bits and pieces that you can do, um, clubs you could manage to give yourself a bit of a new challenge moving forwards, especially especially once the, uh, the January transfer update kind of kicks in and you've got all the updated clubs. I know there are community ones that come out pretty much the next day, which are incredible efforts from a lot of people using the editor. But we thought we'd pick two clubs each. Um, And in honor of the Mad Scientist new database, we thought we would pick one club um, for a a current save, like a modern day save for the 2022-23 season. And we'd also pick a club from uh, Mad Scientist retro database, because I think everyone should download it, everybody should play it, everyone should have a good time with it. Um, Is there anybody that feels particularly passionately about going first, or would you just like to leave it to me
0: to randomly choose somebody?
2: Jeb, jeb, jeb. Jeb, yeah, you? I was going to say, I've,
0: I've, I've, I've not spoken too much here. We, <laughs> Where do we want to start? Do we want to start with 98, 99, or do we want to go?
1: Let's start with the past, day. and let's finish in the here and now, shall we?
0: So, yeah, going into the past, I, I had to look at a fair few opportunities, like places you can go. I looked at Fiorentine. you've got to Rui Costa, you've obviously got Liverpool, all that type of thing. And then I, I, I actually simmed a season just to see how broken my clone was. It's just... It's just very scary. Robbie Fowler was a much better striker. Michael was a young whippersnapper. That's the only issue I have with that. God is better. That's, that's where that <laughs> one sits. But uh, yeah, there was a team that got promoted and they, they survived in the Premier League for quite a long time around that around that era. And they had probably the best playoff final ever, potentially, where they played Sunderland in the playoff final. They went to penalties and uh, Charlton actually went up that season with with a very, 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 very terrible squad. I'm, I'm just looking through. I mean, there was a couple of standout players in there. There's, there's, there's Neil Redfern, who's 33, but Neil Redfern in the 90s, I think he played for Barnsley, I think, the season before or a couple of seasons before. He's very much a 7 out of 10 every single week. Give you what you want. Uh, corners and free kicks, uh, really good mental attributes. There you go, just for the people who <laughs> were picky about last week. Attribute. There you go. Hi, so, Andrew. I've done it, I've done it. Yeah, hi. Uh, not, that, not that bitter or anything that <laughs> way. But then you, you look You look into the actual squad and they've got like Richard Rufus in defence and their main striker is Clive Mendonca, who he did score a hat-trick in that playoff final, but he's definitely not Premier League standard. So there's quite a lot to do. So I think a sim that first season and they finished bottom with eight points. Uh, but looking through the squad, there's some in, there's some very interesting signings that I completely forgot about. John Barnes is there. I, I, does anyone remember John Barnes in a challenge <laughs> ever? <laughs> no. No, fortnight. No, yeah. I've got he went some... from Newcastle. To... Huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Mark Bright's there, but he's t- tail end of his career, so he, he's he's gone that way. But then you you start to look through, and I went into the uh, development centre and had a look through who's who's interesting players come through. Fifteen year old Jermaine Defoe is there, so you've got a Ooh. potential world beater of a striker in there, and there's an absolute fortune in that development centre. Sadly, it's Jonathan Fortune, so you're not really going to get too much out of him. But they did used to have Jonathan Fortune, and I, what, what's his name? Is somebody Ricardo Costa? Was it? He was central defender, so their defence literally cost a fortune. That's 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 what it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, you've got you've you've also got a 17 year old Scott Parker, who's obviously developing into a, a great midfielder. You've got Danny Mills, who's Developing into a horrible pundit, and uh, <laughs> and uh, you've you've also got like some interesting players. But like I said, I think it's a, if you want to challenge, keeping Charlton alive in that first season, you've got a one million. Uh, budget to spend and there's not a lot of players you can sell for significant amount of money as well to make off there definitely a challenge there i think at, uh, when i started up i went straight to free transfer market i think everyone's done this gone, oh look maradona i'm going for him see what happens nothing's going to go wrong here <laughs> oh vinnie jones as well what a midfield that'll work perfectly fine nothing's going to go wrong with that midfield it's fine those two in there mm-hmm. so yeah if you want a challenge in that database i think uh charlton is definitely the way to go
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 such a contrast because, as we were saying earlier, there are so many clubs that have so many great players, so many world-class players all over the place. And then you've got teams like Charlton, uh, who not so much, absolutely not so much. So if you fancy downloading that database and, as Jeb says, challenging yourself to not win something in your first season, but just survive the first season. Um, I think, well worth well worth a little bit of your time. Um, Kev, you've got a deep dive into the past now, mate. Where are where yes. you recommending pointing some people? Uh,
2: so I, I've got a, a really interesting one over at Benfica in Portugal. Uh, it's, it's a club that I did myself on FM22 over on my YouTube channel before I closed the YouTube down. Uh, really enjoyed it. So there are two uh, parts to this kind of challenge for people. Now, the first one is... Can you get uh, all the way through the first season without signing a player and keeping your job? And the reason for it is that this is the year, uh, actually the season before, is when Graham Soonas became the manager of Benfica. What were they thinking? Um, And he brought a load of players in and he did all right for half of the first season and then came into the second season, got off to a reasonably good start and then absolutely fell off a cliff towards the end of it. Think, finished about third, I think. And for Benfica in Portugal, that is not a good place to finish. So here's my challenge. Twofold. Can you go into Benfica, not sign a player for the entirety of season one and keep your job at the end of it? And then if you do go for it after that point, change what you like. And then it becomes the challenge that I had previously. And I love this challenge. And I don't know if you guys know about it. I'm sure you probably do. You're very good on your history of football. Are you aware of the Bella Gutman curse of Benfica?
1: Yes. I of course am. But for, for those of us, that the, the, the audience <laughs> members who may be listening, Kev, that aren't, please feel free to explain it now to us. Um, well, use some short words. Explain to me like I'm seven.
0: I mean is it is it is it the curse of Mark Pembridge in their midfielder in mm-hmm. Possibly. Is that well
1: is there, is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, there, is there a haunted painting of Mark it's, Pembridge hung somewhere it's in the stadium? It's
2: a really interesting <laughs> yeah. squad that sunes puts together. What can <laughs> I tell you? But anyway, so the, the curse of uh, Bella Gootman, He was a manager of Benfica way back in like the 50s, 60s, that kind of time frame, uh, and was doing really well. They'd won a load of stuff, including a European trophy, uh, and then went to the board and said, look, I've won a load of stuff. I'm doing really well. This is magnificent. Give me a new deal. Give me a better deal. And they went, eh. No, I don't think we will. Thank you very much. But thanks anyway. Carry on doing what you're doing on the deal you're currently going. It'll be fine. And he went, nope, I'm out of here and walked away. And on his way out the door, he uh, (laughs) legitimately, from his point of view, put a curse on the club. And he said, because of how you've treated me for 100 years, Benfica will not win another European trophy. And we're now sixty about 60 years into that curse. And they've been into about nine finals. uh, And uh, that's across all of their different age groups of of team and all that kind of stuff. And they've lost every single final. Now, in the modern day uh, version of Football Manager in FM22, I did this challenge myself on the YouTube uh, and really enjoyed it. But you've got a really challenging starting point here because Benfica were managed by Graham Soonas and he did some weird things. And you've got to get past that first season. But if you do, can you win a European trophy? That's my challenge for everybody out there on the 98.99 database. Have at it. See what you can do. Let me know.
1: Absolutely. There we go. With Informative and fun that's what i that's what i that's what i've taken from that um yeah, but i noticed you might wield yourself backwards slightly for a second there was that possibly uh, no no not going
0: to talk about that just yet no no <laughs> oh okay
1: okay um that's wonderful you see i i all i can see now is is bella gutman dressed like uh danhausen just cursing the club just <laughs> yeah. nice like, which i think would have been would have been great um there you go benfica the cursed club um in fairness, in fairness to my, my Gary Speed signing at, uh, at Inter Milan, um, that, that that came from uh, Matt Taylor-Richards saying, hey, look at Benfica. Look, look at Mark Pembridge in their midfield. Don't be Graham Sooners. Don't sign a shit Welsh midfielder. So like, that's hence Gary
0: Speed. They also, um, they also signed... Uh... Dean Saunders as well. They did, like. yeah. They, they
2: signed yeah. several. They had Brian De- Dean, Dean Saunders, who had, yeah.
0: De- Dean Saunders, who had really successful Welsh, seasons but... with the with Forest and Sheffield United in the first division. <laughs> and thought, oh yeah, he's Benfica material. Look at that; it's just, just bonkers. Like I said, Michael Thomas is there. He's about thirty nine. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the British <laughs> like, signings that he
1: did were yeah. just weird. They just
2: were. It just,
1: it just feels like the weirdest coach trip. That's ever happened, doesn't it? It's like, boys, hop on this bus. Where are we going? Portugal. How long for? A year or so. Hooray! And then off they went. was uh, like, oh, we've got to play. We're going to play for. Ah, the... oh, we'll probably play for a bit. Like,
0: uh, Michel Brudholm's uh, still there as well. I was like, yeah. Surely he'd retired by then, but he's not. <laughs> he's still there. <laughs> still number one as well. It's just like, no. <laughs> oh,
1: so yeah, that that sounds that sounds like great fun great fun to me unseating graham soonest i mean to be honest with you i'd probably ju- i'd just start the save knowing that i've booted up graham soonest <laughs> just delete the save just keep starting up again so he just keeps getting sacked i think I'd, I'd really really enjoy that i would have a lovely time doing that uh as for me my recommendation for a save in the ninety-eight, ninety-nine uh mad scientist database um guys i'm gonna be that person it's into Milan. I, I cannot begin to emphasize how much fun uh, that inter-team is. Now, in reality, in reality, um, I didn't want to go too much into this early because I knew I was going to be doing it now. Inspired by Lama, um, it's not just a, hey, here's a fun group of players, see what you can do. In reality, there's like a lot more to it. I did a bit of research before I started the save. I was looking at clubs because I knew I knew it was going to be Italy. I knew it was going to have to be Italy. Looking at that season in real life, so the 1998-1999 Serie A um, league um, finished. Inter Milan finished in eighth place that season. So an eighth place finish for a club who had spent big, um, the summer previously, um, in order to you know, they've gone at this point nearly a decade without a Serie A title, um, and this is at a time where arguably your city rivals like AC Milan have established themselves uh, certainly as one of the strongest teams in the league. Um, they've they've gone to have uh, huge amounts of success in that decade. Towards the end of the decade, Juventus as well, but you've gone from your city rivals having one of the best teams. Arguably, ever, um, and they're like, right. This is the season; it changes. This is how we start. We're going. This is the season. We're going to accomplish something, and we're going to unseat them. And then to end up finishing eighth. And I mean, you may know the answer to this question. I'd be surprised if you didn't, because as Kev says, we we know we have great ball knowledge on FMT. Mm-hmm. Does anybody know who Inter Milan's caretaker manager was at the end of the ninety-eight ninety-nine season?
0: Roy Hodgson.
1: Roy Hodgson is correct. So can you, can you do a better job with Inter Milan than Roy Hodgson did? Some may say that's physically impossible. (laughs) Others may say challenge accepted. Um, It's a difficult league to win, but Inter have got a really, really nice balance of youth and experience. Um, You know, you've got players like, um, you've got Roberto Baggio there, you've got Djokovic. You've also got young, exciting players like Ronaldo. You've got Toribo West. Uh, You've got Sebastian Frey, FM legend, Seb Frey, who's, Mm. I think he's only 17, 18. He's got potential to go on and become one of the best goalkeepers in the game. Uh, You've got a very, very, you've got Uh, young players like Mikel Silvestro, who was there. Uh, You've got Osman Dabo, who was there. Andrea Pirlo, one of those players that, again, a lot of people will have no recollection of Pirlo in Inter Milan shirt because he wasn't there for long. Um, Mm -hmm. Late 90s, couple of years he spent at Inter before he kind of then established himself um, on the world stage at other Italian clubs. So you've got this really, really nice balance of youth and experience. Uh, You haven't got Well, unless you balance the books and start making a few transfers, you don't have a huge amount of money to spend early doors. Like you say, it's that temptation just to sign that trifecta of free agents, isn't it? I'll put a bid in for Maradona. I'll put a bid in for Vinnie Jones, maybe. And I'll put a bid in for Rene Higuita just because I want a goalkeeper taking my free kicks. What a mad box
2: of frogs that trio is. Honestly.
1: Honestly, just imagine. Imagine them, that bus. Put them in up. a
0: mentoring group with Perlo, and then just leave it as you are. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Alternative universe Perlo just just goes around punching people just constantly. Exactly. Just takes, exactly. His, Gennaro that's what you've turned Exactly.
1: You. Imagine an alternate universe where Andrea Perlo plays Juggernaut in X-Men 3. Like it's there's potential. There's potential for joy here. There's absolute potential for joy. Um, it's just it's such a fun save. And I think because Serie A is so competitive, and I say like in real life, they finished in eighth. Um, it was, uh, even by their standards, terrible, terrible season. You know, Kev's talked about Benfica struggling finishing in third. Finishing in eighth for a team like Inter was just practically unthinkable at that time. So can you, can you out Roy Hodgson, Roy Hodgson? Can you bring them domestic or European success? The, the squad is there. The squad is there for you to build on um as i say if you balance the books right i got a very very nice little cash injection halfway through the season which helped tremendously but that was only because i managed to you know cut a little bit of dead weight out of the squad beforehand so i managed to balance the books enough to get a little bit of an injection of cash it's doable it's achievable but it's still not easy because you've got your juventus you've got your ac melans you've got your Palmas, you've got your fiorentinas your romers who are all equally as good, if not better than you in a lot of areas as well. So it's a great challenge. It's great fun. And just, you know, watching Ronaldo not get injured every week in and of itself is a joy. So get downloading, get stuck in. Um, Forza Inter, Forza Benfica Forza Charlton There we go, (laughs) three wonderful clubs from the past uh, That we would encourage you to spend a little bit of time with And of course, as Kev says Let us know how you're getting on Um, If you go, I don't trust any of you three I'm going to make my own save I'm going to pick my own club More power to you Um, Just let us know who you pick Let us know who you're managing Let us know how much fun you're having It's going to be millions It's impossible to have less than that Millions is the metric we're working with here. Literal millions of fun. Um, however, however, if you go, oh, downloading a database from Steam, that sounds exhausting. I'm just going to use a modern team. Uh, we've got you covered. Don't you worry. We've got suggestions for you. Uh, Jeb, if you were starting a new save today with a club from the season's current database, the 22-23 season, give us some ideas. Who are we managing? Where are we going?
0: I think you've got to look at the the transfer window as a whole, and there was there was a, a few clubs that just didn't do a lot. There was a, there was a lot of clubs that did loads. Obviously, trying to fit in all that three hundred million pounds of wingers talent that Chelsea <laughs> picked up. I mean, try and fit all them in, try and keep them all happy. Good luck with that challenge. That that's hell of a challenge. There's obviously uh, Newcastle picked up a few interesting players, but I was thinking if you you think along if you look at the. UK as a whole, uh, you stick a pin in the middle and then go a little bit to, to the side. You, you end up in the a wonderful area of Merseyside, and it's like it's absolutely dreadful times for one of the clubs there. And it's, uh, it's only one. interesting, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I can see what it is, but absolutely dreadful times for one of the clubs, and like they just they just didn't do anything in the transfer window or nowhere. it. It was really bizarre, and people were getting really annoyed about it. And there was various things happening across this cross thing, and like there was protests, there was players being confronted in the cars, and stuff like that, and all things like that. But frankly, I don't really care about Evan because my my team's <laughs> going to be Liverpool this time because <laughs> everyone said they need a rebuild. <laughs> what you saw me saw me pull out before? Well, there you go. Look, there you go. That, that's that's who my pick is. Liverpool's going to be my pick because. I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. There's, there's, it's probably changed since the derby, obviously this, this week and whatever happens tonight against Newcastle. But there's a lot of talent in that Liverpool squad, and it's how you make it all work. Do you bring in these extra midfielders? Do you just go out and sign Bellingham immediately and go right? That's that one done. Done what the the prophecy has has been uh, prophesied beforehand. What's going to happen in the summer? <laughs> I want is dude uh right <laughs> but uh yeah and I think I think it's just building that midfield do, do you now bring some of those new new players through like Basetic? uh is is he gonna get a massive boost in the uh update because I, I had him at Pescara and he wasn't particularly great but we'll see where that one goes uh you've got Tiago for Fabinho. is he gonna drop down in the the winter because he's he, like I said, I think the, the thing is he's played enough games to be 35 years old, so that's why he's playing like a 35-year-old at the, the end of his career. <laughs> you've got the defenders to sort out as well, and then you've got such an array of talent on that front line. You've got Nunes, you've got Firmino, you've got Jota, you'll have Diaz coming back, you'll have Salah. How you bring all those together is is going to be very, very interesting, and then also just push for the title with it. I mean... I generally don't want to pick up a Liverpool save, but then in some ways I do. I want to bring in those extra midfields. And probably Bellingham is the obvious one, but then it's also, do you even just go, we just need a, another workhorse in that midfield to allow Thiago to do what he does wonderfully. So it's it's that, that's where I'd sit with it. I think Trent, I think Trent's an interesting one. I am tempted to do a save and just put Trent as a midfielder now, and then just buy a right back who can defend. Uh, Trent is harshly done by on that side of things I think but I think having a right back having somebody maybe like well Porro's gone now but uh,
2: like,
0: Klaus is yeah wan- <laughs> wan- well wan <laughs> Bas- well, can defend I'll like, give him that he can defend on the game but no I'm not I'm buying Wambasaka. <laughs> but yeah can you, can find you just
1: chain right- Wang Hee-Chan? Is that an option you've got? Is that yeah, a- yeah. Wanky <laughs> yeah.
0: Chan. Yeah, that's not a bad yeah. shout. Like I said, Johnny's an option. So Someone someone like that. Just somebody with a, a bit of a defensive nous <laughs> about them. I mean, Sergio Roberto or someone like that bringing in, so you've got a bit more versatility. But I think trying Trent as a deep-line playmaker or as a even a Mazzala or something along those lines, that, that could be interesting. Or even go f- full Hakimi and push him on the wing <laughs> and maybe bring Mo Salah inside. Uh, but yeah, like I said, there's lots of... Interesting experiments you can do with that Liverpool squad right now, and obviously there might be a bit of money to spend in the transfer window. Probably not. Uh, I completely forgot Gakpo, who they did actually sign as well. <laughs> and it's what you want to utilize: six foot four Gakpo. Do you want to utilize him as a big winger, or do you want to make him that focal point of the attack as well? I think the interchangeability of that Liverpool front line is very, very exciting. Uh, it just needs a midfield to get the ball to them, or or, or the or screw it. Just go long ball. Just just go complete long ball. Skip the midfield out. And it's all done. But there we are. That that would be my pick for this time around. You can do Everton if you want, but what's the point? They're going to overrated anyway. Yeah, Massively exactly. overrated. Yeah. 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 I,
1: I I love that. I love that as a concept. Just put, I, you know what? Put Trent just in front of the defence and just invent a new role for him, just quarterback, and just get him to just, just knock it long. Just nothing but 60-yard passes and Trent Alexander-Arnold. And get it on the big lads' heads, and then just do it that way. Just ugly, ugly football and win a title with it. I, I, I think that's fun. That's That's got potential for me. Because, as you say, so much depth. So, so much depth up front. It's just what you do behind that front line that's going to kind of define the season, really, isn't it? So, a lovely shout. I can't see, uh I say, I think a Liverpool rebuild based on the real-life form is a very, very tempting option for a lot of people. So, no, that's a lovely shout, mate. Um, Kev. What about you, pal? Where are you going? Where would you like to potentially point some people in the direction of?
2: So we went to Portugal for my first one in the Retro database. I have uh, unashamedly gone uh, closer to home. Uh, English football is what I know the most. It's what I follow the the closest, etc. So we've gone for an English club in the Premier League. But there's a couple of reasons for it. So uh, basically what we're looking for is out of the winter, update somebody that's had a bizarre transfer window or finds themselves in a little bit of chaos in a bad situation, whatever it might be. So. Uh, One of those two things is true for this particular club. Uh, They find themselves in chaos at the moment, to my mind. Uh, They've sacked more than one manager this season. So there's your first tester for 10. Um, But the the transfer window thing is more about their summer transfer window that I'm basing this on. And only now we're seeing the fruits of that and what that's actually led to. So my team is going to be Southampton. And the reason for it is that, to my mind, last summer, Southampton played FM in the way a lot of people tend to try and play FM. And they tried to bring in lots and lots of young players and build an energetic, driven team from them that was going to be able to compete because of the exuberance, because of the inability to be afraid, you know, all that kind of good stuff that you level on uh, young players in football these days kind of hasn't worked has it it seriously hasn't worked they've sacked two managers in the space of a couple of months for goodness sake they are a club in disarray but they've got a really very recognizable youth academy that has pumped out players over the years. We've had the likes of Bale and Walcott. We've now got Ward Prowse who is their center point of their team and their leader and their set piece master and all those kind of good stuff. So my challenge for Southampton is continue to kind of do what they've started, but can you do it better? Can you do a youth only challenge buying nobody, let's say uh, nobody that's above a teenager. So anybody up to 19, you can buy in, But use your youth academy as well. Pump all your uh, resources into that and see if you can find a way to bring through the next crop of Southampton players that, yes, you might have to sell to continue to progress your club at some point. But it will still move you forward whilst improving where Southampton currently find themselves, which is a club in disarray. So there's my challenge for you. Southampton, youth only uh, save. Can you do what they're trying to do, but do it better? Can,
0: can you adopt a Nathan Jones approach and just blame the players for everything when it goes wrong? And it's nothing to do with you because you are obviously the superior manager and it's nothing to do with losing all of your seven games at home.
2: This is what we do in FM23, Jeb, isn't it? We tell all of the people that play FM23, you can play it however you want. So if you want to do that, Jebberoo, you do that. You blame the players. You alienate them all. That will create... Good squad harmony and give you a real opportunity to <laughs> boost your your team forward, I'm sure. But yeah, however you want to do it, whatever you want to blame it on. Boy, are they a team in disarray, though, for goodness sake. And there are several in this league, aren't they? I mean, Leeds have not had a great time. Everton, we've you know touched upon a little bit. Uh, Liverpool are struggling compared to what they usually do. Chelsea are just funny. Um, but, you know, Southampton, they are a, a real challenge, I think. They've got some good youngsters can you find more and build them up again
1: this is the question isn't it because that again if you especially if you want to do a youth only save with a premier league club you can't really look past a club like southampton can you because they've just got such wonderful youth facilities so the conveyor belt of solid players coming out of that club over the last kind of 15 years or so um yeah absolutely absolutely youth only save there it sounds like loads and loads and loads of fun um I- Tempted to do it myself now. Actually, you've you've sold me on it. You've absolutely sold me on it. This is Rich's
2: seventeenth um, uh, save on his like-
0: stream. <laughs> I think there is a. I'm trying to. I think Car X is actually doing this 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 challenge group actually on his stream. If I remember, correctly. oh, is he? So, yeah, I, I think, think he's doing it. You found with Southampton. Well, let's give <laughs> Car
2: X a shout out. Go uh, find him on the Twitch streams. Go and see what he's doing, and see if you can do what he's doing, but better. Even maybe, who knows? Competition,
1: why Who not? Who knows? Who knows? Car X, the community's coming for you. They're not at all. They're not <laughs> at all. Uh, yeah lovely what well, he's, he's, he's a lovely young man car X, isn't he such a pleasant lovely yes. young man new dad ever so polite doesn't look anywhere near as tired as he should having a new little one in the house as
0: well uh, doesn't look at uh, anywhere as old as he should as well i thought i was generally thought do we need to get him checked because i'm sure he's 14 <laughs> he's breaking twitch TOS.
1: <laughs> i know yeah, he's breaking all the terms and services isn't he yeah F- yes. Handsome and funny, bloody Aiton. But no, um, yeah, go, go do, do all of these things. Do all, yeah. Fo- follow car, watch his content, replicate it. Have the best time on South Coast um, playing football with the youngsters. Uh, now, my suggestion for uh, a current save, it's ninety-eight, ninety-nine into Milan. No, that's that's that's, that's, that's <laughs> daft. That was that was from before. Um, so, my suggestion, my suggestion, it might seem like a bit of an obvious one, and to be honest with you, it's it's something that I'm surprised we kind of haven't mentioned on podcast previously over previous records anyway, because my suggestion for a save, it's uh, we're leaving England. We're leaving England. We're hopping on a ferry. We're crossing the channel and we're heading off to France, heading off to France, because I think my my challenge or my recommended save um, would be um, starred Remy. Lovely little Stad Remy, um, because in real life, and this is the beauty of it. In real life, their manager will still is playing real life FM. Um, he's he's a boy of what thirty? Is, is he? Is he is, yeah, he's, he's thirty years old, which means he's only what you know, maximum five and a half, six years older than me and Jeb. Um, yeah, you know, true. And he's only he's only about three years younger than Kev as well. So it's madness. <laughs> he's thirty years old. He's managing a. a a professional football club in France. Am um, I right? I read an article when I don't know how much truth there is to it, but I, I, I think I read something that's saying that um, Stade uh, Remy are being fined. Is it something like £22,000 per game that he manages because he doesn't have all of the correct coaching badges and qualifications? Something like uh, that. Jeb's got a finger
0: up. It may be wrong. I just need to correct you before we have the pitch oh, force on. coming. It's Stade Rome. Rom, thank you.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Um,
1: anybody who's ever watched one of my streams or listened to this podcast yeah. will know that my pronunciations are at best. On mine,
2: week. it would be worse. Mine would be Stade Rems or something. Stade Rems.
1: Stade Rems. Are they taking part in a Grand Prix over the weekend, by any Chance? I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, apologies. Genuine apologies for my in uh, inability to pronounce names correctly. Um, it's a curse. I've, I've
0: probably actually just butchered it there. It's probably wrong Ooh. anyway, but there we are. <laughs> mm.
1: Well, <laughs> apologies to anybody. Je suis la bibliothèque.
2: Yeah. I barely oui. get through saying Southampton, let alone gun in
1: Voila, la conversation dans la podcast. Um, so there we are. Happy days, but no, it's it's such a wonderful story because he's you know Will Stills t- taken over at the club. They went on a huge undefeated run, uh, including just the, the scenes from the touchline when they scored the last minute equaliser against PSG a few weeks ago to keep that keep the run going. Um, it's 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 real life football manager, as I said. Will he's he said himself he's got into management because of FM, uh, and he is now he's finally made it to he's he's managing a professional club in France it's incredible my challenge is can you with arguably in terms of french football not the strongest squad in the league can you replicate that form can you be the next will still you know they've uh, their their squad is it's not a terrible squad by anybody's standards um but at the same time it's not full of household names you know he's he's turned um arsenal loanee uh florian um Bagolin into the top scorer in french football this season he's got him on 15 goals he's on loan from arsenal it's quite incredible um you know he's come in to replace um again here's another french name that i'm really going to struggle with apologies gentlemen um hugo um iketike is, is that about right iketike probably sure <laughs> Yeah, I it. there we go. He was, I think, he was on West Ham's radar uh, last summer. Uh, ended up going out on loan at PSG. Probably my bet. I'm not massively conversant with the transfer, but it's probably uh, a loan with an option with a with a future fee at the end of it. He's a really, really promising young French striker. So they have bought in somebody who's barely played any first team football for arsenal bought him in on loan uh, and he's currently the top scorer in the division you know they sold um well fares to Leicester in real life uh, who i've had a little bit of experience with on the fmt network save as well um so again they they they've sold players um they've bought in fairly adequate replacements um one of the ones i'm most excited about is uh, Janiya ito they bought in from uh, from genk it's a japanese winger very very quick like really really good quick technical winger. um so there's there's joy to be had on the flanks there. it's just a case of can you replicate the achievements of a man who is essentially replicating his own achievements in football manager in real life. it's 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 fm inception isn't it. it's brilliant. um it's one of the best it's arguably for me it's one of my favorite footballing stories of the year. i think it's brilliant. Uh, can you replicate the achievements of somebody who is just living their best life and living out their dreams from virtual football management to real life football management. That's what I want you to do. That's what I want you to have a go at. And as with all of these, if you choose to take these challenges up, please do. Let us know how you're getting on with them, because we would genuinely love to hear about it. Um, I think that's, that's not a bad little list of things there, fellas. Not a bad little list of things at all. I feel inspired. I feel inspired. Um, long ball football at Liverpool or just get the kids out to Southampton. Both those things sound very, very exciting to me. Um, happy days. Happy days. Now, before we start to wrap up podcast... Because we're getting towards that kind of time, before we start to wrap up podcast, we normally do our own little plugs at the end of at the end of podcast, as where you can find us streaming all the things that we do online, our socials. Um, before we kind of get to that bit, there is there's something that we just wanted to spend a little bit of time highlighting, spend a quick bit of time discussing, um, because the weekend the, the uh, show um, next weekend, as of recording time, but the weekend coming when you are listening to this podcast. Uh, On Saturday, the 25th of February, uh, Jeb, you and I are doing a little bit of uh, extracurricular streaming, aren't we?
0: Yes, we are. Actually, it starts uh, with the FM playoffs, Path to the Playoffs, as in this week, let's get that plug in. Uh, it was on Monday <laughs> night for the draft, Thursday night, but Thursday night is going to be the kickoff of FM claim Game Blast, which is something that Mozza started started uh, two or three years ago, and it's basically one save that rolls from manager to manager for a period, I think, 72 hours, so... Uh, We're we're in the middle of it, and it's various forfeits to change formations, uh, instantly leave a club, or things those those type of things come up on that side of things. We're going to kick it off with the Path to the Playoffs uh, commentary panel show. We're going to add in a few forfeits for the panelists on various things. They might only be finding about... About out about this by listening to the podcast, but yes, there will be some (laughs) extra stuff, including me dressing up as an eighties scouser for the entirety of the broadcast if we hit certain goals but it's all for special effect who do absolutely wonderful work in making uh gaming accessible for everybody particularly those with disabilities i mean some of the technology and stuff they can come up with is amazing controlling games with with your eyes your chin uh just just making it every giving everybody a chance and they do such great work and game blast is something i've been involved with for six seven years myself i did a 12-hour trucking stream a couple of years ago i ended up glittering my beard uh I think i finally just got rid of that glitter but yeah uh and i think me and you roll into each other so i think i'm on at 3 p.m and then you're on at six yeah i think that's right yeah so
1: i will be uh, i will be taking over i will be embracing um inevitably um, the hot mess that Jebaru hands me on uh, that Saturday afternoon, because it, it it always is. I was lucky enough to take part in it last year as well. And it's, you never know what's going to, like you can watch the first stream, you can watch the first stream of the save and you go, oh, okay, so this is, this is a benchmark for where we're going to be. Nope, you'll be at a completely different club with a completely different set of players, completely different set of stipulations. And it's an absolute joy. It's an absolute joy to take part in um as i say there'll be there'll be challenges there'll be rewards for certain goals that are raised throughout the stream um last year i think one of the things that was quite popular with a lot of people was just donate a small amount you can have your put rename players in the database which is why uh for a period of time last game blast uh there were two strikers for a certain club um i think i would do this one (laughs) yeah i think it was yeah i think it was a Tony Benson and Jameson Hedges, uh, up front. So, uh, just in, 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 tribute to that wonderful scene in Mike Bassett, England manager, where I was like, show me on this packet of cigarettes where it says Benson and Hedges. So there we are. So it's, it's an absolute joy. I drank my body weight in hot sauce last year and, uh, loved every second of it. So come hang out. There'll be, we'll put all the links to game blast and all the links to all the different um, de- options for donating. We'll put all those in the description, all the links for this podcast, uh, this week. But if you have the time, if you have the inclination, you know, it, I've said it before when it comes to charity streaming, it's a horrible time for most people to living in. You know, it's it's difficult at the best of times anyway. But if you are in a position to be able to donate, it's a genuinely spectacular course. Um, the work they do is incredible. Um, if you are in a position to make any kind of donations, uh, we would, you know, it would be massively appreciated, even if it's just spending some time uh, with your favorite streamer. Um, that in and of itself is a wonderful wonderful uh, addition to the event. So yeah, if you want to come and hang out, watch the entire thing. If you watch it from start to finish, you're a maniac. Uh, Kev, hello. Uh,
2: Can I just say a couple of things on this uh, front? So Mm -hmm. um, it's really important to me uh, that I try and use my platform occasionally for something that's slightly bigger than just me spouting off a load of stuff. Uh, And I am a disabled member of this football manager community. I've got spider bifida, I had it since birth. It's had a big impact on my existence. Um, and one of the things that I've always been able to do, for example, with my siblings growing up, I've got uh, two brothers and a sister uh, and at least a couple of them are in uh, what we would call perfectly abled bod- able-bodied, as it were. But one thing I could compete with them against was video games. We used to do lots of four player video games when I was, you know, Mario Kart and GoldenEye and all of the great stuff is growing up. But it was really important to me that I could have something that I could do with them that was on the same playing field. Now, there are some that are worse off than I am physically and need that extra help. So the stuff that this organization does is absolutely brilliant and remarkable and needs as much attention on it as is possible because it enables people like me and worse off than me to find gaming and then ultimately, find this kind of platform for myself through that kind of mechanism. So that's really important. And the second thing I want to say, just to put, uh, peel back the curtain a little bit, um, the three of us sit here every week, and it can be incredibly easy for anybody out there to feel like we are sorted and we've got no issues and no problems attached to us because for an hour we sit and chat about football managers, and it's lovely. I have regrets over the fact that next week, game blast is happening and i had big enough imposter syndrome to think that i shouldn't be a part of it when actually i should have in a lot of ways i didn't know how i would make it edgy enough and funny enough and um uh have enough of the s- sort of weird stipulations to do and the forfeits and stuff because it's not my personality type and so i uh shied away and i didn't put myself for it and i kind of regret that although kind of not at this moment because I still have those. (laughs) But it's really important that we as a threesome say occasionally, I'm not totally sorted. I'm not totally okay. I regret it because this particular thing, this particular organization do something that I should be totally attached to and totally shouting it from the rooftops. And I haven't been able to find a way for me to feel comfortable to do that. I need to work on that but I really hope the whole setup of it goes brilliantly. Please support it. Please go and follow this save around as it goes through that long weekend uh, and support everybody doing it. And somehow I will find my route into it at some point.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think, uh, like I said, I think the the gaming side of things like, even just like escapism and stuff like that is so important. Just, just, just to have something you can take your mind off things and you can go into it you know, like football manager. You can while away hours. You can while away hours in games like Minecraft or The Sims or if stuff that we've actually mentioned. Maybe we're going to be a Sims <laughs> podcast in a couple of weeks. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, the, and, and I think it's really important. And, and like I said, if you can't donate, it's, it's not, a, it's not a bad thing either. But I think it's important if you're in the chats, if you're promoting it. Hey, go check out these guys. Throw a tweet out. Throw that type of thing. I think it's important to raise awareness and help with that awareness of it. I mean, Game Blast grows and grows every single year. I mean, uh, I did, uh, we did a Game Blast with about 10 of us a couple of years ago, and we raised about seven grand between us. And it was quite funny. I saw on there, there was an FM Game Blast going on at the same time, and I had no clue about any of the people that were taking part in that. But I was really proud because we beat this effort football manager game blasting like the, the charity thing but it was all donating money to such a great cause and it's it's like the the work they do even just to check out special effect and just just look at the work they do because it's absolutely astonishing some of the mm, stuff that they really built is. the adaptive controllers for Xboxes, mm. the stuff that they can do with just simple just one button presses or one eye movement or things like that it's really really impressive and it's it's such a vital thing to so many people as well.
2: And if there's anybody out there that's specifically been helped by special effects or has been connected to them and, and been aided in some way to sort of follow this pastime of ours, et cetera, do let us know, do tell us your story. That would be really interesting to hear if, you, if there is anybody out there, definitely.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. As you say, it's such vital work they do. Um, it's, uh, it really can't be emphasized enough just how important and how life-changing it can be for so, so many people. Um, I think friend, friend of the pod, um, excellent streamer, and just all around a lovely human being, uh, Big Taftman has been tweeting about it recently. He's put out um, as part of, he's doing, a he's doing a, I think, a 12-hour, 16-hour stream himself um, over that weekend. Um, he's been doing loads of great stuff. But in one of the threads of tweets he's put out recently, there's a video kind of going into a lot more detail over just the absolutely magnificent work uh, that Special Effect do. So if you want a bit of additional context, if you want to hear firsthand what they do and the support they're able to give people, then by all means, please do check those videos out. Um, we'll, as I say, we'll put all the links to Special Effect, the incredible work they do, in the descriptions for podcast as well. But yeah, just, just say give us your time. We massively appreciate it. It's going to be it's going to be an incredible weekend, incredible long weekend, and I'm very very much looking to being part of it. Looking forward to being part of it. Lovely. Well, um, fellas, I don't know about the two of you, but that. I reckon that's a
2: podcast. How do we feel? Yeah, I reckon definitely. so. I'll go with that. Good. Why not?
1: Good. Lovely. Hey, as as always, it's been an absolute pleasure um, to spend uh, some time in your company this morning. Uh, before we uh, before we go, before we wave goodbye, um, as we say. If people want to find out the things that we're doing, watch the things that we are making, um, where can we do so? Jeb, if the people want to watch you streaming, making the content, doing the online, where can they find you doing that?
0: uh i'm not too bored about me this week twitch.tv forward slash fm playoffs. so you'll see the uh special effects stuff that we do from there and then twitter.com forward slash fm game blast that's where everything's going to be on there obviously just search game blast on twitter as well you'll find all the wonderful streams that are doing stuff from like that they might not be playing football Manager. there'll be so many things going on over that weekend uh yeah it's all about game blast this week for me
2: mm-hmm. lovely kev yourself uh, yeah, let's continue the theme. I'm going to be back next week, so we'll talk about me, my stuff again next week. But for now, let's re-shout out Car X and tell you to go and follow somebody uh, that's making their way in the FM scene and doing a great job. So we'll, we'll uh, send everybody to him. But the second one that I want to just uh, point out is because this sort of thing at this point in a podcast is something that I, I see Llama do everywhere he goes don't worry about me, worry about everybody else and go and watch everybody else because they're all amazing and just forgets that he's absolutely incredible himself. So off the back of last week, please go and check out Llama, everything he does at the manager's seat on his YouTube. He's streaming now Monday, Wednesday, Friday, about 1pm UK time every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, go check that out as well. Llama is an absolute sensation. And because he's not here, We can all point you towards his direction once again (laughs) because he would bat away from it. So there you go. Car X Llama, go find them and I'll be back next week and then I'll tell you all about what I do as well.
0: Rich, yeah, do a heel good. turn and just just promote yourself.
2: Yeah, go on, Rich. <laughs> yeah. You can find me at twitch.tv forward slash
1: Big Taff man, I believe it is. I'm pretty sure that's my Twitch channel. Um yeah, go watch, go watch Taff doing his, his incredible Twitch streaming, um, especially the, the the special effect one. And one of the things that a lot of people don't know about Taff is that he streams pretty much every day he's, he's almost a full-time streamer i think that's fair to say about taff um he's pretty- uh, monday tuesday
0: thursday sunday because i know him very
1: there well we, so there, we there are. you there you go monday tuesday thursday sunday uh the really amazing thing about taff is that every single penny he raises via streaming he donates to charity he also matches each monthly donation himself so go watch taff um go get involved. It's his streams are just the, the most beautifully orchestrated chaos sometimes. I absolutely adore them. Um he's dressed up as a lady and rapped at me before. Um watching watching Taff dressed as Lady Dimitrescu from Resident Evil uh, rapping about me is arguably one of the best things to ever happen to me and I'm including the birth of both of my children in that sentence. So yeah, go check him out. He's going to be doing a wonderful wonderful job over uh, Don't
0: you owe him a stand-up gig? Um, just, just, just. Um, uh,
1: well, there is that. There is. There is that. Um, he rejected it. He rejected the stand-up gig. Uh, just for con- and again, hey, con- if hey, if you want to watch my stream on uh, for, as part of Game Blast, we did this last year. Um, one of the rules stipulations I put in is that if you ever watch my Twitch channel, the Golden Snitch, the Grand Channel Points Prize you can earn by watching me is that I will come to your house with a bunch of professional stand-up comics and put on a stand-up comedy gig in your garden or in your house for you and your friends. It's a whole.
2: I'm thing. working on it. I'm getting there. Kev's nearly there.
1: And Kev, <laughs> I'll come to your house in heart, but you don't need to do that. Um, last year, I said anybody who even dropped in and watched even five seconds in my stream as part of Game Blast would be entered into a draw for that. Uh, Big Taffman was the winner of that draw and i was like hey taff you've you've kind of won the the stand-up gig at your house you're probably not And he just replied, no don't come to my house so that was that so taff said a very polite no um but hey, we'll do the same again this year. Watch my, if you watch the stream, you get entered into the drawer and I will come around yours with some professional stand-up comedians and we'll do a gig and we'll have some fun. And that'll be, that'll be a whole thing that we do. So check out my stream as part of Game Blast, I suppose, if you want me in your home in any capacity. Um, I wouldn't be offended if you didn't though. I smell awful. Um, there we go. That's us. That is another wonderful episode. Of Football Manager Therapy. It's been an absolute pleasure to sit here and be able to chat see chat with the guys this week. It's been a pleasure to be able to talk to you, the audience, your beautiful people. We appreciate you enormously. But from all of us, we'll see you very, very soon for another episode of Football Manager Therapy. Take care. Love you lots. Bye-bye.